listening to Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about our experiences being women of color in the workplace. I am your host, Rita Pierre, CEO and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. On this episode of Frida's World, we will be discussing motherhood and the workplace and the various challenges working mothers face every day. But before we get into our discussion, it is time to announce the Frida Woman of the Week. Frida Woman of the Week highlights an exceptional woman in our community. They are trailblazers and they embody the Frida values, which is by being fierce, resilient, erudite, empowered, daring, and ambitious. So without further ado, our Frida Woman of the Week is none other than my dear friend Fabiola Jean. Fabiola is a passionate, driven broadcast journalist with the goal of utilizing the tools, skills, and influence acquired through professional experience in order to positively impact numerous lives. Currently a contributor for the Haitian Times, where she serves as a field reporter, news writer, and show host of Gab with Fab, Fabiola also serves as a staffer to the Greater New York Conference News as a field news reporter and writer. She's also had the pleasure of working with as well as interning as a brand strategist for the Backroads Entertainment TV production company and Progressive Radio Network. She's a graduate of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and Long Island University. Fabiola is also the founder of a nonprofit organization called Propelled Media Mentorship Program, which mentors young Caribbean ladies between the ages of 16 and 21 through multimedia and entertainment. To learn more about Fabiola Jean, you can follow her on Instagram at fjean underscore zero three. If you believe that you or someone you know is a Frida woman, please send us an email with your name and brief bio to info at Frida, F-R-E-E-D-A, women, W-O-M-E-N, N-Y-C.com for a chance to be featured as Frida Women of the Week. Today, I have the honor of co-hosting with my dear friend and former work wife, Marley Marcellus. Hello, Marley. Hi. <laughs> so Marley and I, we met in 2013 at the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. Good Did we time. meet during orientation? Yeah, it was an orientation. Orientation, um, I was, I don't even know how to describe my, my mental state. I had the flu. I was the one in the back that was coughing that nobody wanted to sit next to. I because didn't. I couldn't take off because it was orientation. It was just mandatory that you were there. So mm -hmm. even though I was literally dying, um, I remember being in my full coat. I had a <laughs> scarf in the corner huddled up. Um, but that's where I met Marley. Marley and I were assigned to the same division, domestic violence and elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> and from then we did all our rotations together and we became the best of friends and yes. I am now the godmother of her beautiful child, yes. my goddaughter. Um, but Marley, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you're currently doing. Well, um, well you know, I'm a former prosecutor. Um, I'm originally from Haiti and um, I relocated to Florida where 
I went to Barry University. I wanted to be a philosopher. I don't know how I ended up being a lawyer, but I honestly wanted to be a philosopher. So I majored in philosophy, and but somehow I started becoming interested in uh, the law, and I decided I would want to go to law school. So I went to law school here in New York, and after New York, I started working at the Brooklyn DA's office. And now, um, after working at the Brooklyn DA's office, I think for almost three years, um, I went in-house. So currently I'm working for uh, another city agency in-house. All right, great. Yes. So Marley, today's topic is basically navigating the workplace while being a professional working mother. Um, and I mean, I, my son is 10 years old now, but you're a new mom. So yeah. you are now experiencing what, I, what you've seen me go through mm -hmm. um, for a number of years working at the office. Um, I think this is a really important topic because it's one, good for us to just have this exchange, but then it's two, important to have other people actually understand the realities of being a working mother and mm -hmm. the challenges and the heartbreaks, the sacrifices that we make. Um, a lot of times I think people don't really get it. And I mean, I remember when I started law school, my son was a year and a half mm -hmm. and I was the only person in my entire section and I actually had combined sections, so two sections mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, who, who had a child. So nobody understood what I was going through. I had no real support system. There were times where I had to bring Dadaya to school. Mm -hmm. There were other times where like, I could not go to class because I had to you know, take care of him or he was sick or something was going on. So I experienced these challenges early on, especially being a single mother. Mm -hmm. um, but I just wanna talk to you about you know, your, your recent experiences really and what are some of the challenges that you are facing as being, you know, um, a working mother? I think for me, um, I, there's many, there's many things. And as I reflect, um, next month is going gonna, is gonna to be um, a year um, since my baby was born. And um, I think going into motherhood, I had certain um, expectations of how things would be as a working mom. And I think to a great extent, um, some of them were realistic and some were not. Um, so um, during my maternity leave, first of all, maternity leave went so fast. You know, I thought, you know, three months, that's a lot of time to spend with your baby. And that was really my first initial, you know, um, reaction, you know, to being a mom, but it went so fast. And when it finally came time for me to go back to work, I struggled with it. So that was like the first one. You know, I, you know, as a new mom, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I have a very supportive husband. So, you know, he was very supportive in terms of making adjustment to his schedule. And my mother-in-law, she helped, you know, kind of helped me with um, the transition. But the first challenge for me was dealing with the guilt of leaving now, I'm leaving my baby home. So I went from spending literally every day with the baby to now having to spend a bulk of my time at work away from her and you know now trusting uh, a stranger to take care of my baby. And I think a lot of time, 
um, I don't I don't think new moms understand how much um, weight that has emotionally on you because even when you enter the workplace you're still thinking about oh my god you know um, the opportunity cost of me being at work is time away from my baby it's time I could spend with the baby so I think for the first three months I went through that I went through the struggle you know time management you know every morning was hard you know to leave the baby I'm gonna and tell you though the guilt does not it the, yeah end it does all. yeah I mean, my son is 10 <laughs> and it actually I think gets worse mm -hmm. because as he gets older and he's developing into, you know, his being in a mm -hmm. sense, there are a lot of moments that I've missed, a lot of like important like milestone moments yes, that I've yes. missed. He's had, you know, school performances, mm -hmm. school, um, you know, activities, parent teacher stuff that I had to miss because it was literally in the middle of the, of, of the, of the work day. I mean, I could never be part of PTA in his mm -hmm. last school because meetings were at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the things the school did, for some reason, wasn't really geared toward the working professional. Yeah. But even now, you know, he's in middle school and he's going to start playing, you know, sports with different teams and all this other stuff. And I already know that there's going to be many times mm -hmm. that I'm not going to be able to actually make the, you know, the performance mm -hmm. or actually make the game. And then... That guilt in itself, you know, the child understands, yeah. especially if they're used to it. Yeah. Like, my son grew up with me being professional. Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, like, he knows that this is part of my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So he's a little more understanding, I think. His mm -hmm. personality, too, I think, leads him to be that. Mm -hmm. But it's still... It's still hurtful in a sense where you're like, man, like I wish I was there for yeah. his, you know, his recital. Yeah. Like there was one of his recitals I had to miss because I could not reschedule the case. And even though he said it's okay, mom, but even in that you tone, feel like it's not okay. You know, yeah. so it's that it never leaves. Yeah. Like it actually gets worse in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think again for me, I'm just I'm at the beginning stage, and uh, so far, like you said, it's it's still. A struggle for me and um, um, I'm still trying to find ways of overcoming it or at least not letting it um, take too much um, occupy too much space um, in my mind but I think that was really the very first um, challenge um, that I had to overcome and I think um, I didn't truly understand how much motherhood would change me um, and um, my outlook you know, and when I went back to my workplace, you know, I'm fortunate to have a very supportive, you know, um, um, boss. Um, and, you know, I was able to ha um, obtain um, some kind of um, schedule, flexible schedule arrangement. But I can, I can think of other mothers who are new mom, who doesn't have an understanding boss, who now have to somehow work an unflexible schedule and still meeting, you know, both the work demand and go back home to be uh, a good mom, you know, you know, so for me, it was just a lot of things to um, consider and um, time management is a big, big one. I'd say that's the first, the second challenge for me. Um, waking up early and sleeping late um, was another one. Um, but it wasn't just for work, because you know sometimes when you, you sleep late because you're working. But 
that's different from you're taking care of another human being. Mm -hmm. You know, the, 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 it requires all of your attention, you know? Now, so, how has any of these things, you know, necessarily affected your workplace performance in a sense? Like, how do you, like, there's a lot of stress with being a parent in general. Like, and again, I feel like people really just don't get it. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of issues, I think, that come up in the workplace with, you know, your, not just your supervisors, but your fellow coworkers mm -hmm. who might think that certain concessions that are made for you, oh, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Nobody mm -hmm. told you to go have kids. You know, why should I be oh, penalized? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't have kids, so I have to be penalized for, you know, to make my schedule a certain way to accommodate this woman. You know, how do you... Well, first, have you, have you already experienced some of these <laughs> things? Ah. And if so, like, how have you dealt with them so far like I know you know you're still new but yeah. I'm but these things rear their ugly heads early yeah like as soon as yeah. you know you come back to work from yeah. the maternity leave these things start to pop up yeah. so I just want to get a sense of like what experiences have you had especially dealing with co-workers supervisors yeah. that kind of challenge this like oh you're a mom you think you're special type thing yeah yeah um you know I'm not gonna go into a lot of details just you know um given my line of work but I definitely have gone through um, a couple of the things you mentioned. And I think coming from maternity, I could say I was a slow returner where, you know, my mind was still not set. Most time I was at work thinking I should be in Canada right now, being on a full year maternity. You know, that really was my mindset because I feel like I wasn't really ready to go back. So I had to deal with that. But, you know, I did notice, you know, maybe one colleague who would cl um, clock me when I'm leaving. So that particular colleague may not necessarily, you know, know when I came in. But it wasn't something, it, was, it wasn't overt where I, you know, I'd find it a big deal. But I did, it was enough for me to notice it. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, given my personality, I'm a very you know, jovial, positive person. So I had to deal with it in a manner where I didn't want to confront the person about mm -hmm. it because, again, it wasn't as um, so blatant where I felt the need to address it. Mm -hmm. But it was a reality that I now knew that I would have to face because even within myself, one, when you go back to work, you don't want to be perceived as a person getting uh, being treated uh, uh, fav uh, uh, favorably. You know, because nepotism at work, you, you, you never want to be that person. Someone is um, classified as receiving some kind of uh, mm -hmm. um, special treatment. So, you know, I made sure I get to work on time. I was never late to work. Um, first couple of months was hard. But, you know, once I got a handle of everything, I was able to be very productive. You know, but, you know, surrounding-wise... It was hard. But I think that's deal. crazy, though, because some of my friends that used to work at, you know, our former workplace, you know, there's a lot of moms, a lot of single moms, actually. And a lot of them, you, you know, had the same experience at first, you know, because with me, when my son used to get sick all the time, I would see if I could find somebody else to take care of it because I did not want to be that person to be mm -hmm. perceived as, oh, she's looking for handouts or she's looking for yeah. extra, you know, extra 
help or special treatment because she has a child. So I remember, I think my first year or even my se- up into my second year, I never took not one sick day. And we had mm-hmm. unlimited sick days. Yeah, yeah. Never took a yeah. sick day. Never was like, well, my son is sick. Even though all the supervisors were doing it and mm-hmm. then other people of other persuasions were doing it, I felt like I had to make sure mm-hmm. that I was never, you know, I, I just, I felt like I couldn't do what everybody else was yeah. doing. Um, I mean, I had friends who literally were like, nobody even knew I had a kid my first year in this office or, mm-hmm. the, or even the second year of the office because they worked so hard over time, stayed late, um, yeah. you know, just to show that, listen, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm just like everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, when promotions are being given out, um, don't think that because I have a child, I'm not able to yeah. meet up, meet the um, requirements because I think that's a fear too. Yeah. A lot of women end up neglecting in a sense, and mm-hmm. I use that word because I'm a mom, um, you end up neglecting the home life a little bit mm-hmm. to kind of show that you're on par with your colleagues and yeah. that, you know, you are just as competent and that, you know, yeah. who can do the night shift? I can do the night shift. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're texting on the side, like on sitter.com, like, can mm-hmm. somebody watch my kid tonight? <laughs> because you just don't want to have that rap yeah. because it's a stigma. Yeah, you, yeah. I, I, you do have that added pressure. You do have that added pressure because even though you feel like you've changed, the idea is that you don't want other people to see that you've changed, and God forbid they think the change is uh, uh, in the negative route. Now, you do know? you think that being a woman of color in the workplace who happens to also have a child, if, if there's a difference, in a sense, with how we end up, I guess, um, handling our situations as opposed to like our white counterparts? Like, I'm because I'm thinking about when I used to work mm-hmm. in the office too. We had. Um, you know, some of our colleagues who, you know, I'm sick. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I'm sick for the week. I'm taking, you know, two-week disability. Why? Mm -hmm. Throwing up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they were kind of like, I don't even know if I should say milking the system, but Mm -hmm. it seemed that, like, that wasn't, like, that wasn't a consideration for them the way it would be for us. Like, it doesn't matter if my kid is throwing up right now. I remember the time my son called me from school, and he's like, Mom, I'm sick. I don't feel well. And I'm just like, you throwing up? No. You bleeding? No. You staying at school? I can't leave. And then 20 minutes later, the nurse was like, he has 103 fever. But I remember, like, you know, doing that assessment because I felt like if I leave, you know, I'm going to be perceived. As a certain, and even though maybe that perception might not have readily been there, in my mind, I yeah. created, like, I have to be, you know, um, 100% better yeah. than everybody else right now. Yeah. Like I have to take all of all of the punches and, and, and make it work. Whereas other people, I felt like that wasn't even a... The, the stress that yeah. we put ourselves under was not the stress that they put themselves under. I mean, I think it's definitely... A, um, I've done... I've gone through that thought process. Um, I could say, you know, thankfully, at my current workplace... I don't have to do it as much because, because I do have a supportive um, boss. But I can see um, if I had my first baby working in, a, in our former workplace, I would do it every day because, you know, you see other people do things that you know when you do it, it will be automatically a wrong thing to do. That's just the reality that we both, we, I mean, we were in the environment. We know how things went. So I'm very fortunate that I didn't have to go through uh, my first experience as a mom 
over there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that. Okay, so I mean, clearly it's challenging. Clearly <laughs> it's challenging. Um, but what I wanted to get from you is, you know, we know that these issues exist, mm-hmm. these challenges exist. They're not going anywhere, in a sense, to be very honest, because people are going to perceive things the way they perceive things. Our colleagues are going to still feel how they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to think that, you know, oh, this woman gets to do whatever she wants because she has a kid's special mm-hmm. treatment. We can't, we can't change that yeah. mindset yeah. Um, of people. We can't do that. But what can we do as mothers in the workplace? Like, what can we do to, one, alleviate um, some, if if we can, some of the stress, um, in a sense, maybe circumvent some of the challenges um, in the workplace? Um, And two, what do you think employers can do to help? Mm -hmm. I mean, when it comes to policies, when it comes to, you know, making... The work, you know, mm-hmm. again, we're not asking for special treatment yeah. here, but the reality is I'm taking care of another yeah. human being that needs me yeah. and I can't stay home like some of, you know, maybe our parents were able to do. So it's like there has to be something that the employer themselves can do in order to help with transitions for new mothers yeah. Yeah. Um, and just sustainability for, for people who are currently mothers and that are working in the workplace like what what can employers do to kind of create to help create in a sense of work-life balance so let me address the first uh part of your question which is focused more on the moms right um i think as as um and just briefly going back to qualifying it as you know mom who are uh, who are women of color i think we need to be just a little easier on ourselves in that we tend to be so afraid to take advantage of things. We tend to be so afraid to take advantage of things that are readily available to us. We see our counterparts take advantage of them, but when we have to take advantage of them, we're afraid because we feel like if we do, you know, it's going to be perceived a certain way. So we, we definitely need to um, relax that standard a bit because those opportunities, if there's a benefit that's conferred to all employees, they're there for all employees to take advantage of it. So perhaps we should be doing that. And I do think in terms of the employer side, you know, there's growing movement for employees to create more uh, mom-friendly environment. Right, and whether it's giving uh, a person a flexible schedule, you know, if you if a person if a mom is breastfeeding, you know, there's laxation room. There's a growing movement for all of those type of changes to be made um, at the workplace. So that way, you know, if you have a good mom who's a great worker, you don't want to lose that person to another employer who somehow providing a better environment. You know, so I think there's changes that need to be done on both sides. Mm-hmm. But I do think that we need to perhaps change our mindset just in terms of like, we're not asking for employees to give us special treatment. But, you know, if you go to human resource and you know th- these are X benefits that are available, don't be afraid to take advantage of them because that's why they were created. That's why they put those policies in place for you to take advantage of them. And we should not be feeling that there's this added pressure for us to stay late 
when there's a policy that says, you know, if you have a flex schedule, you don't have to. Okay. And last question I would say, what about families? I mean, we talk about how employers can, you know, make things a little easier. We talked about how us as women cannot be as, you know, so hard on ourselves and to not be afraid to, to take advantage of what's already been provided. Mm -hmm. But how can families help? Because I think another big piece of the puzzle is that families, you know, husbands, mm -hmm. wives, parents, children, um, they don't understand that, mm -hmm. you know, we have to work. Sometimes work is very demanding, especially the higher up you go. You know, there's less and less hours for the home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what, what would you say to, you know, the husband or the parent or the child who's of age to make, you know, to actually understand? Mm -hmm. What would you say to them when it comes to, you know, being able to handle mommy is at work and, mm -hmm. you know, the, and, and kind of helping in that work-life balance? Because it can't just be... The, the, the woman, right, the professional woman who's mm -hmm. at work trying to manage the workplace, manage supervisors' expectations, and then also manage expectations at home. I think everybody has to be involved. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to family members who have, you know, their wife, uh, their parent, or their child that's in the workplace? Um, what would you say to them? I mean, I can, my experience thus far, um, in that regard, I'd say it's very, it has been very positive. I think, you know, for me, and to an extent I think all mom can relate to this, is that you do have the feeling that you have, in the workplace you have to be a 100% good uh, uh, employee. Um, as a mom, you want to give your 100%, and if you're married, you want to be a one, you want to give your 100%. That's just a given. And, um, my experience has been that I have a very um, supportive family, uh, um, a good family foundation in that my husband's very supportive, my mother-in-law is very supportive, and like, you know, I, when I'm coming home late, you know, I have a terrible commute. When I'm coming home late, my husband's not the kind of person who's like, I'm waiting for you to cook dinner. Right, because mm -hmm. he understands. <laughs> that it's, the mo it's the modern man. He's <laughs> the modern man, exactly. Right, he's the modern man. You know, so when I come home, I do. If he comes home before me, dinner's already prepared. So all I know when I come home, whatever that needs to be done, then I do that. So there's not things that he can do himself. He's just leaving them on the side, you know, you know, this is for my wife to do. And also, a thing about the family is that, you know, these type of, the, the gender roles, you know, you know, the traditional families that, you know, the woman's supposed to do this, the woman's supposed to wash the dishes, the, the, the woman's supposed to clean and cook. You know, I think a lot of modern men understand that it's a, it's a partnership. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, the wife doesn't have to do this, the husband doesn't have to do this. It's whoever is available to mm -hmm. do it, you do it. So I'm very fortunate to have that. And I think, you know, like if each and every family could incorporate that type of support, understanding that no one has to do this particular uh, um, responsibility, you know, and understand that people get tired. <laughs> You know, my husband gets tired, and if I get home early, I do what I have to do. And I, we, we, uh, we have a system where we make sure we give our daughter the maximum attention. And I think that's really important. It's, you know, 
it's, and I think that's what helps alleviate the guilt too. Yes. Because, you know, I try to tell my son, I try to be there as much as I can when I'm home, like attentive to like when he has mm-hmm. some random story that I really don't have the energy to listen to or even comment on. But I'll let him talk yes. and let him get it out because that's how I show him. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm busy, you know, because when I come home from work, I'm also doing more work. Mm-hmm. That's when the side yes. business that's goes into full work. effect. But I have to create time for him to know that, you know, you're still important. Yes. And, and also teach instilling in them the work-life balance as well, too. Like saying, listen, you can grow up and become very successful, yeah. very professional, and still have a family. It's not just, you know, all or nothing, or it's not just one without the other. Um, so I think that's important to be able to, to do as well too. Yeah. Let your, let your family members know how much you do care about them and show appreciation when you can. Yes. So thank you, Marley, for being my co-host today on this important topic. Thank you for having me. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And of course, I hope to have you here on some other topics. Yes. Hopefully you'll be freer to talk about them later yes, on. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning into Frida's World. Uh, be sure to check out our website, Frida, F-R-E-E-D-A, womennyc.com, to shop for the latest chic workplace accessories uh, to transform your attire. To like, comment, and subscribe, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook at Frida, F-R-E-E-D-A, Women, N-Y-C.